from the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. From coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 National Champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different types of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Buy Toyota. See the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Colorado. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Findlay Toyota in Las Vegas. And Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. By M-Drive, our boost and burn is specifically designed to help you get active, get lean, burn fat. Get yours today at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it is time for Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight. Uh, Ten stories up in Maricopa, Arizona, as I overlook the nothing <laughs> of Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Uh, probably took him, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes to get from one side to the other, but he's here. He's plugged in. He's ready to go. Paul, how are you? Uh, I don't I don't know what piece of property you're talking about, um, but that ain't this. And okay. at least you have a window. <laughs> I don't have a window down here in the basement. <laughs> I don't even know if it's nighttime. Is it nighttime? Daytime? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is nighttime, even here in Arizona. But is it? Uh, okay. It's analytics and eyeballs time. And we've got a great guest going to join us here in just a couple of minutes to uh, to talk some Lindenwood hockey as they uh, are on the home stretch of the first season of NCAA hockey. So we'll get to coach here in just a minute. But uh, because it is Monday night and it's analytics and eyeballs, we need to talk about the Super 16. And um, yeah. Yeah. An interesting Super 16 this week. Isn't it always? Okay. Yeah, you got me. It is always uh, entertaining. And uh, so let's jump right into it. And then we can get to coach and, and get his thoughts on not only the Lions, but the future. Um, what eight uh, eight games, ten games, something like that that are left. Um the schedule. Yeah, I know. I'll I will. No, you won't. <laughs> I've got it in front of me. Come oh, on. Okay. All uh right. all right. So number one, the University of Minnesota, number two, Boston University, number three, Denver, 
Number four, Quinnipiac. I feel much better now. Everything is right in the world. You have the right teams up near the top. I still think that number three will be number one when it's all said and done, but that's my thoughts. Your thoughts on how you got to one, two, three, and four, Paul? Nothing changed. (laughs) They just kept winning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Listen. The, the and and um, if and, and the coach I'm sure feels the same. If you think I want to put that other maroon and gold team as the as the as the as the number one team in my on my ballot, you're out of your mind. Okay, just want to check. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Five through eight: Michigan, UConn, Saint Cloud, Cornell, Paul Hornstein. How did you come up with five through eight? I don't want to put Michigan there either, but I don't have a lot of choices. Um, you know, UConn has been very consistent. I, I think they're, for whatever reason, they're under the radar, as a, even as a big-name school. But they are under the radar. They just keep managing to win games. And you like Cornell at eight. <sighs> Ahead of my guys from Michigan Tech? For now, yeah. I mean, oh, Tech's goodness. getting there. They're getting there. But Goodness. I'm sorry, Joe. He he didn't mean it. He really didn't. Once again, you have to remember, the Ivy Leagues start later. I remember, but they're uh, no, Michigan you don't, because you're Michigan getting Tech is twenty garbage every week. seven and four, twenty-seven and four, and played some you, top, they, 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 top, what, what, top The winning percentage is about the same. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's do let's do nine through uh, what. Uh, 12, I guess. So that'll be Michigan Tech at 9, Harvard at 10, Minnesota State at 11, Western Michigan comes in at 12. Ah, how did you get 9 through 12? Well, listen, you know, who did Harvard lose to? They lost to Quinnipiac, right? Um, Minnesota State, they, they slipped up a little bit this week, but they've been consistent enough for the last six weeks where no team wins every game. Um. You know, if they had come back and got swept by St. Thomas this weekend, it'd be a different story. They lost in overtime, right? Um, in Western, you know, it's almost like uh, St. Cloud Light. Like they just keep winning, and, and as much as I want to resist putting them in there, I, you know, eventually you got to give them their due. Okay. Um, so the final four, if you will, in the Super 16 for February 6th is Alaska, Fairbanks, Penn State, Ohio State, and Nebraska-Omaha. Uh, I know Eric Largan is loving the fact that you've got them at number 13. They are right. number 20 uh, across the board in most other polls, but um, you got them at 13, Paul. How, how much do you like what you see from the Nanooks? Well, you know, this is just a gritty, um, a gritty, hard-nosed, Hockey team as much as 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 you can be, the way they call the game now. They they block so many shots. They they they're almost never out of position. Um, you know, eventually when you score on the opportunities you have, it stops being a fluke. You know, they did this last year with 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 a much with a different roster, and they're doing it again. Yep, not and, gonna argue you with know, it. You know, at, at some point. They have to get rewarded for the consistency. I mean, that's what coaches strive for. And, you know, we can ask, you know, Rick, when, in, in a minute when he comes on, but 
when 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 you when you strive to do the little things consistently and 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 those teams in Fairbanks have done that for the last two years you know eventually somebody's got to pay attention and even if I'm the only one somebody's got to pay attention <laughs> if you're the only one I've been paying attention all year <laughs> that's no doubt that's, about that okay you know. let's uh let's not waste any more time because we've got the head coach from Lindenwood University joining us Rick Zombo is with us Rick you got Scott and Paul with you thanks again for joining us tonight and how are you I'm doing well hi guys uh, it's been good you know it's just life as a coach that's why I like talking. I like being a guest on your shows because, like, coaching is a lonely life. So it's nice <laughs> to have a couple friends in your life. And I can still talk hockey. Yeah. And oh, hold on a minute. You're still talking about friends after you met Paul Hornstein in person? Yeah, and then <laughs> some. Yeah, and then some. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to see you again next week. Uh, it's my birthday weekend, by the way. So, uh, so, ugh. So, yeah, I'll watch you here at Arizona State. But uh, before we get into that, let's talk about what's going on this weekend because I saw some pictures on social media of uh, you signing a bunch of posters. I know it's a big home series, the final home series of this uh, inaugural season for you at the NCAA level. Our executive producer, uh, former North Dakota grad, and Terry is wondering if you made you signed enough so that she can get one. You know, it's, it's funny. I, um, I didn't know that picture was being taken, which is a good thing. You know, people like natural stuff. I enjoy filters, so I don't know if that was necessary to use a filter on that. But it, it's part of it. You know, it is uh, every NHL team, I think most college teams, um, have poster nights or, or they give back to the uh, youth hockey. And, and there's nothing better to reflect year after year. I mean, these posters will mean a lot 10 years from now, way more than they do now. The The abundance of people like yourself that want me to put one off to the side is going <laughs> to astonish No, it's been astonishing. It's been astonishing. And, and here's what's funny, okay? So, like, you know, when you – like. Team photos are usually a lot of fun, and they don't go as smooth as you'd like them to. We're pretty organized, but there's always charades that are going on, okay? But ours was organized, and you don't know how long the photographer has the button down, so you don't know how many, you know, pictures he's taken. But it's, let, let's do the standard no smile, and then let's do the smile. And then after that, then they, they you know, we give in, the photographer gives in, and says, okay, let's have a fun one. Well, there was fun ones before the photographer even got there. You know, so um, it takes away a little bit of coach's practice time. However, the long haul becomes really important for not only the memories, but also it's the conduit to meet the young kids. Uh, you know, so, yeah, th- a bunch of those are getting signed now, but also we'll have our, our, our signing tables you know, after the games to actually have the interaction. It's like when you're playing in the NHL, the bubblegum card, they really meant something. Okay. When you get your rookie card, that means that you're finally solidified that you're an NHL player. I still get those cards sent to my house, sent to the rink. Um, it's not the same as it is when you're in a rink and uh, a parent or a young child comes up with a card that is strictly to me 
a way of meeting somebody and hopefully starting a relationship, not friends, but a smile, a, a connection. Okay. Now back to these posters, the females are like, how come you didn't smile? <laughs> Nobody's smiling. Next year, do the smile. I'm going, oh man, it took us 30 minutes to get this thing done. And I'm going, now I got to worry about the smile and this, you know what I mean? Like, I got the easy spot. I sit at center ice. I'm in the middle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody else, like, we got the schematics. It's not that hard, but it, it's the process that there's always an agitator that stirs it up. It, so it's entertaining. But yeah, yes, uh, for your poster, I could put one aside to you. Uh, and there are a bunch that are pre signed just for this situation. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love starting the show this way. Uh, so here's what I want to know. You went out to Long Island, uh, two very competitive games. Paul told me that he thought you could have won at least one of them, if not both. And uh, you had a chance to meet Paul, and I understand he brought a guest along, somebody that, that you maybe hadn't seen in quite a few years. And uh, sounded like old home week from what I heard. It, it, it was amazing. So Phil DiGatano is a close friend of Paul. Uh I met Phil. We played in Austin, Minnesota, so that was our first year playing the USHL. We were both uh, uh, still going to high school, you know, 17 at that time. And uh, it, it, it's unbelievable how it just seems like it was yesterday. He went to uh, Pacelli, which was the Catholic school in, in Austin, and I went to Austin High. Um, and, you know, we go on to college. We had, were from different walks of life. Um but there's so much in a hockey player's bloodline that you're all related somehow. And the, the joy that at least I had, hopefully I can, can express that to Phil, was like, dang, like it seemed like yesterday. No, I, I don't want to do the math, but it was years and years and years ago. Listen. Uh, and he's still involved with hockey. Like good people are like <clears throat> the real good people in hockey never forget where they came from. And there's always part of give back somehow. Okay. The others are always on the take. And if they recognize it, turn the palm down and put it in your pockets, you'll be far richer that way. And, and the, the richness comes from the joy and, and um, more than the goals and assists. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're just really, really good people. Just not the players, usually the, the parents, you know what I mean? Like there's a major commitment financially and also time-wise um, to reap more than the dividends of a college scholarship. And, and between Phil and I, that's what it was. I mean, we're both fortunate uh, that we got our schools paid for and uh, earned a paycheck, you know, for a while. But it, it seemed like yesterday, and it was holy smokes! You never, you never, <laughs> never know. You never know. Well, hold on, Scott. Because hold on, hold on, hold on. Because uh, the 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 thing about it is, and as the the more I, I, you know, we we poke around, and even just me on my end from here, it is insane how small the hockey world is, for one, and two. Uh, the the best part of that entire weekend is is uh, coaches is sitting back on 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 just outside the locker room, 
and and we were probably still 75 100 feet away and the the smile that i got to see on 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 rick's face the the with the whole weekend was was made right there and 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 like i said it was purely coincidental it was pure i had no idea that the two of them had played together uh, i had no idea that um that there was any connection at all and you know i'm sitting there and the game was supposed to start at three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever the heck time it was on the friday and i get a text message i'm actually texting phil um as the game goes on and and he's and he's texting me at the same exact time and he said i thought the game was at night and he said, I said, no, that's tomorrow night. Today's game is in the afternoon. He goes, I'll be right there. He lives like 10 minutes from the, the LIU rink. And the, the, I got to see the smile on the coach's face and, and listening to these guys tell stories. And if you guys don't think, yeah, I, I'm listening to one guy say, I'm still in touch with this billet family and that billet family. I'm like, if you guys don't don't think that this is the God's honest truth, then do we need to have you got then, you know, it, it then I don't I don't know what else to say, but. It's just insane how small the hockey world is. It's insane. And I don't care what other people think. You were there. You were privy to it. The most important thing is how I felt and how he felt. Yep. It's great. Like, like I, it doesn't matter to me what anybody else thinks. It was so unexpected and yeah. absolutely wonderful. And when I say it seemed like yesterday, it really did. And... um. Everybody goes through life, you know, not absorbing and recognizing the, the little things. Right. And as I coach, and, and I, I, whether I'm dealing learn to play or college players, there's more to it than a wins and a losses. Teach the life through this sport. That's what's so special. To play hockey is a major commitment. It has nothing to do with the talent level. It's the commitment and the people and the tradition that's been passed down. And and passing down, just being a good person is unbelievable. It's you know, it's 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 the crap that always gets the headlines. It's the dirty laundry that people want to air out. And and they miss the important stuff as you're privy to. And both Phil and I have. Um we probably will never see each other again. But my bucket's full. Yeah, no, it was great. Love it. I, and, and, and love it. And believe me, I, I, you know, I could sit here and 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 tell Scott, and and I tried to tell him, but there's there, there's I can't convey it as well as you can because I just got to I I just got to watch it all and and feel it all and and you know I I wanted to make sure I gave it justice. Um, you know when 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 it, when 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 Scott said you were coming on tonight because um it it's it's it was a highlight it it that is a conversation that I will remember for a long long time Paul and, I and Rick, I, appreciate, I appreciate you bringing that up you know my staff was I was sitting with my staff right right they they hadn't seen that look on my face like <laughs> in a while <laughs> Paul you were that like it, it was like yeah. there was no hiding it okay. So it, it's different because <clears throat> uh, we work together. It's a work environment. 
Right. We have fun as far as the staff goes. Right. Um, it's funny how uh, the facade of fun uh, gets left in the coach's room as you go into the player's dressing room and do the presentation. Uh, we're just sitting there, uh, game game prepping, relaxing, and they're like, who's that? What was that all about? Because they, they <laughs> haven't seen that, right? It, it, it's... <laughs> I don't know how close it parallels, but I get a lot. When people see me in jeans, they're like, right. you own jeans? <laughs> you only see me in a nice You know what I mean? Like, I'm in sweats in my work yeah. clothes. Yeah, I got jeans. And, 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 I, and I keep that life away because everybody knows my schedule and knows what I do when you're a public figure. You, you, you need that uh, downtime. I mean, yeah, I wear jeans. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to bring this up, too, because you mentioned you guys played together as kids uh, at, at the USHL. But how strange is it for you guys to become teammates again in uh, in Adirondack, correct? Yeah. So um, it, it, it was weird because I don't know how long Phil played there. I, I know I played a couple years uh, prior in this current season we're in Bentley, and I got a roommate playing in Adirondack that started out as a PTO and then bought another two more weeks and bought a couple more weeks, and then they moved him in, in my apartment, and he actually came with his wife to Bentley. Well, I hadn't seen him, you know, in another 20, 30 years, and I know Facebook and social media uh, has access to people, but it's not like we talk all the time. You know what I mean? And and he showed up and and he looks the same. And as a matter of fact, he, he's been um I think either a ref or an official in the ECAC. He is his shoulder is getting uh, surgery, Tom Cronin. Uh, but I had seen him two months prior, where I, I know he didn't die, you know, but that we all have our different walks of life. And and, and by being in the division one NCAA and not, and now coaching um it's allowed me to resurface and become relevant. And, and I noticed that when we opened up in Mariucci, I usually watch warmups. I'm there, but I'm not watching my team. Um, a lot of people were coming up and going, oh, my God. The same thing happened at Mish. You know, um, I'm just, I'm not going to spend the whole hour name dropping people, but. Wow, wait, wait a second. I listen to Scott do it all the time. I'd rather <laughs> listen to somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean Eddie, Eddie Christian, I played with the Christian Brothers, Christian Brothers Sticks, uh, USA, Roger Christian with the, with the stick company, and David with uh, USA, uh, Eddie came. Uh, so I saw him in Mariucci. I saw the families. As a matter of fact, that I lived with in, uh, Austin, Minnesota, and and then in, I used to run camps, um, not only at, at Mariucci, but I ran camps at, at Augsburg College, which is just across the highway. So I used to run Minnesota uh, camps. So I was I was busy, distracted, and, and when you go play the Gophers, there's an entourage of of, of media and personnel and supportive cast um, that I was enter being entertained, and then uh, uh, go to Mish. And from the head coach to the, well, Van Beesbrock was there. And you know what I mean? Like, 
I run into NHL guys. Like when you go into the big places, um, I'm running into NHL guys, whether I played or, or, or played against. The, the amount of respect is just, it's, it's, uh, it makes you uh, sit back and think of the old back in the days. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I was well aware we had North Dakota on the schedule, and that becomes um, the pinnacle of this season for me. But that's for me. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't sharing that with everybody and make it about, you know, win one for, for Rick. No. <laughs> you know, the, the game's a game. But I've had a, a wonderful life in this sport that I love. And just because I like it doesn't mean other people need to. Um, but I'm a huge proponent of selling the game and really separating the bad people from it. Well, There you go, Paul. You're done. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, we knew that. But just, 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 to, just to point it out, by the way, because um, I have the computer in front of me. Scott doesn't, you know, do any research. Um, you guys played a couple of dozen games, it seems like, uh, in 85, 86. And I don't know, Coach, uh, they have the one of their websites has your stats for the year you played in Austin uh, on their page and says, for Phil, it's statistics unavailable. So I don't know. I'm going to have to get on his case about this and be like, um, were you trying to hide the stats or something? Because they don't have yours, but they have, they have Coach Zombos. Uh, th that's too bad for him because he, he was a really good player. Um, I, I don't think he got the amount of attention that I got from the Spangler Cup and, and you know, the World Juniors the following year. And um, But uh, where, where did he go to school? Did he go to Northern? or Northern, yeah. He went to oh, Northern. Yeah. yeah. So, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so, so let me – let me bring these numbers into play because this is where you were the past uh, four games that you played. It's a 4-3 loss at North Dakota. It's a 4-2 loss at North Dakota. It's a 3-2 loss in overtime at LIU. And it's a 6-4 loss at LIU. So two questions for you, Coach. Number one, you guys are incredibly competitive and have been from the start. But um, how much do you feel like A, those are helping you get better and B how much do you feel like, gosh, darn it. We could have won a couple of those. Well, after the game, everybody wishes you could have won and it's a would have and could have and should have. Um, there's one period out of all those games. I was very dissatisfied. So they saw the dark side in long Island. So we lost the second period in Saturday, uh, four to one. Yeah. Oh, even though the score was six, four, uh, we we were just, like, out of check. I mean, we started the first period, the guy's skating around the offensive zone with a broken stick. You know, and unfortunately, he's got to skate in front of the ref. The ref was giving him an opportunity, but he just can't pass that by. So, you know, we're short in, in the first three minutes. Um, and, and then <clears throat> they're breaking the puck out, out of uh, the, their end in the first, and we change our D and we have too many men. So the puck is in their zone and we're changing the D which is in front of our defensive blue line. It had to, like, it's barely in the camera view and you've got to cheat it that bad. So, so we're checked out. Okay. So, uh, to start out and, and I understand because we played the, that matinee game on Friday and, and a lot of 
loathing around. Even though we get the guys out and stuff, they, they still need paddles to wake up. But when you're down, I think we were down 2-1 uh, in the first. Then we lose the second period 4-1. And I couldn't take it anymore. So uh, as selfless as I am, it was my opportunity to be selfish and and actually uh, show the dark side and let's rectify. So, you know, it's like, all we got to do, let's just win one period and see what happens. No, I wasn't going to sell it that way. <laughs> uh, so we played very well. As you know, Paul, you were there. We, we completely dominated. We couldn't get pucks in, in the net. Our third period was fantastic. So then you run uh, forward, and we're up 2-1. They score a backhander in the third period. Uh, the guy shoots the, from the blue line, a backhand, gets deflected. And goes in, so it's two two. We go into we go into the overtime, and when it comes to overtime, uh, we play to win as the other team does. It's exciting, but realistically, the pressure's off the coach on three on three. You know what I mean? Like it's it, three on three is more for the fans than in our situation. Same with Long Island. That additional point wasn't going to make a difference to to either one of us. You know, so. Um, <clears throat> the kid scores a goal that was out the weekend before that we're aware of. High end player, um, walks to and makes a nice goal, and uh, it's it's upsetting, you know. Uh, part of that we're in North Dakota, it's, it's a completely different caliber of team. So, as much energy that we've got to put in to survive, come third period. Uh, the attrition against all these good teams. It's extremely taxing. We cannot allow. Um, they have one player play average, at least by 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Just don't make more work. And, uh, and North Dakota is a whole different animal. You know, it's there's, there's a difference in style of play from one league to the next. And there's also a difference in the rigidity of a program that needs to grind every weekend. You know what I mean? Like when, when you have zero parity in these leagues that give or take a few points from one to five, that is handling pressure because when you're done with Saturday, you're back on prepping Sunday for your next weekend and there's no time for not just players but also staff that that's a grind um when you have you know half of half of your conference just uh is satisfied with 500 um you have weekends off you know i mean you don't sell it to the players but you're not in that pressure grind every period every weekend every week it's completely different like we've been off for two three weeks and we've had these breaks in our schedule primarily because we're independent and and now is when it's primarily conference play those are good recharging times for myself it's recharging time for the players and when i say there there's uh lessons to be learned i'm learning a lot of lessons 
and primarily it deals with trying to assist my players to know more about their body to handle the grind. What you do in May and June pays off in February. Like you need to be regimented and focused in your training program in the summer because there there you're going to be called upon whether you're sick, injured or schoolwork stress. And 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 not unless that you really have that uh, solid foundation of confidence that knows that you put the work in for this day. You don't know it's coming, but it does come. We we've I mean to look at the bodies of my players now. We've been noticing it for two months. Um, it they're just wilting away to nothing. Well, yeah, I'm guessing a couple weeks off was good, right? <laughs> yeah, no, time times off is good. Like times on the ice is is fine. Right. <clears throat> my practices aren't that physically taxing. I prefer to have mental focus than a lot of perspiration. But you need the perspiration to be able to handle 60 minutes of focus. Does that make sense? Like you got to think for 60 minutes. When you're playing, you got to play for 12. You got to play for 20. That doesn't ask much. Like, that's not asking much. You'll have a few shifts that there's a lot of distress skating, but it's not so much the physical. Like, these guys are in great shape. It's the stress that really crumbles a player. And that's sort of mistakes. And, you know, we saw that early, uh, learning the officiating. And, and, and um, you know, we, heck, we were running at the beginning of the season almost 18 minutes average a game. Uh, it doesn't mean I, I've got a bunch of bullies. No. <laughs> It's a different game. And, Coach, inevitably, uh, and, you know, even at the tiny levels that I did, there's always one or two cases. Every Coach, you were right about you know, about that, that whole, you know, uh, this is a grind and this is um, – and, and, and sometimes you just can't, no matter how much you tell them, until they go through it, they, they, they never really know for sure. Yeah, that, that, it's it's like buying insurance. You're like, oh man, I don't want to pay that premium. But when you get a car wreck, you're gonna be glad you have it. Yeah. Or you you gotta bank it. You and, and that's why to have a strength coach, to have a program, uh, to 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 have that strength coach that understands hockey and also has the responsibility to make certain that they do that work pays off in the long run. Because there's there's always those days that, you know what, <laughs> there's no breeze, great water skiing day, let's go out. And then once, once you break the routine of working out in the morning because you want to go take care of water skiing on a placid lake in the summer, well, now all of a sudden your, your mental focus has slipped. And then that's how these bad habits start. And uh, just... <clears throat> So it's, it's, it's just a learning lesson that, you know, we're going through now. And we only have 10 games left. Now Now's a quick part of the schedule. Yeah. There's no rest from here on out. 
Okay, so let's get let's get back to that. Um, Stonehill coming in. It's your final two games, as I mentioned uh, before. We brought you on in the uh, the inaugural NCAA season for you. Uh, what have you seen over this uh, the, the last four months or so uh, in and around St. Louis? And how excited are the fans to to get one more peek at you before uh, this whole new recruiting class comes in? And I think you're going to soar um, next season. Well, I I hope they're excited. You know, I'm I'm not part of the marketing at the school. I, I you know I, I hope they are. You know, it, it's not a program that's a marquee program that we've had to go on the road and play. Uh, I think I've mentioned on your podcast before. Uh, we get limited attention in St. Louis compared to when we go on the road um, because they have a history. They, they have a, a, a full-fledged marketing program. It doesn't mean that we're overlooked here in St. Louis. I just don't pay attention to it. My fingers are crossed that my players will be well-received and, and appreciated um, because I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of not only Lindenwood hockey, but but also Division One hockey, and you have that one opportunity to make that impression. Yes, we opened up with Air Force, but it does months ago, right. you know. So it becomes our senior night. It becomes a, a huge weekend in that our women, uh, their program is at home. Uh, our ACHA program is also at home. So there's a lot of Lindenwood hockey at Centene Community Ice Center. So just to see me and my players signing posters, there's a lot that's going on. And fortunately, I'm not doing that lifting. Well, listen, and, and you know, not only do you get a break, but you also get a weekend at home. And and just not have to pack up and not having to pack up and, and go somewhere is 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 gotta be refreshing for your players too. For sure it is. I could tell you and I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on a soapbox. Okay. My team has a cumulative three point six five grade point average out of four. That's a three point six five. Okay. We are tops in men's sports. Don't even look at the mileage or how many days my kids have missed class and they pull a 365. Okay. That's impressive. Oh, sure. And when you're talking about like <clears throat> fall freshman's probably the hardest part, other than spring senior, as, as far as semesters go inside the hockey world, because They've been living a dream playing juniors. So your only concern is who drives to the rink when you play juniors. Now, all of a sudden, you got schoolwork. Now, you have to understand what you read. You have to retain what you read. And then you have to be punctual on the assignments that, okay, my guys do it. And I don't do their homework. I don't take them to the They're able to fit all this stuff in and still be very, very competitive. Now, we only got five wins. So... Every week, I just want one. And when you get in and, and you drop a Friday, your only chance is, is a split. So it's hoorah, pick it up. Um, 
five is not even close to good enough to, to learn how to win. And you guys are talking about the consistency. The consistency is so important. And that was part of my bombastic approach in Long Island is at this point, I got to know what everybody can do because selfishly, I'd like to be able to manipulate the game. I have the ability of just not line matchups, but timing, uh, the feel, the approach, the officials, to do one, two, three, four, everybody out the door. That's old now. Not The fun time now is if you have consistency, I know where you're going to excel. So I will give you the opportunity under my control to put you in a position that you have a history or a consistency of doing well in that. And I'll also manipulate the lines before you so you get that. But you just got to be consistent. Otherwise, you're swinging for the fences every time that you go out there. You know, like, I got college kids. If I give them a 32-inch bat and say, Jack went over 400 yards or, you know, over left field wall, they can't do it with a 32-inch bat. No. That's like me throwing guys out just to fail. I, I, me and the staff do a considerable amount of, of work on the pre-scout. Pre-scout, we will not lose the identity of what we're trying to build. So our, our focus of what we're trying to build. However, there's moments in the game and there, there's uh, shortcomings and, and slip-ups that might be that one opportunity for a goal. That's where the fun comes into coaching, where... I've spent way more time on the film than any of my players have, even though they have it available to them. But if they don't play consistently to their ability, how can I ask them to understand a weakness and why you're out against that individual player? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, why they can't do it is because they've never been taught or told that there's a moment in the game coming up. And, and I try to do that in the most competitive parts of the game. So that they're focused. So it's one thing for me to say, you gotta be focused for 60 minutes. Um, it's another thing to teach them how to focus in 60 minutes. Okay, so like when we first started playing, I had guys on the bench watching the game up on a jumbotron. Instead of what's in front of them. <laughs> and I couldn't believe what was going on. So we we needed that correction and we needed this correction. And then, you know, after we get scored on, I, I you know, a lot of times the guys want to run to the bench and change. I got guys like magnifying the fact that they're taking a dash in that shift and watching them get embarrassed again in replay. You know, like that's not how you do it. So I'm learning. You know, there's players when you get scored against, I got to keep them on the ice. There's others that have to sit a little bit. You know, that that's the feel and the vibe of the players, and, and everybody's different. Um, so teaching the moments of the game is something that needs to be taught because they've never had it, or if they've had it, they forgot, and because I don't use volume to make certain that it sinks in I need the uh, consistency or my persistency of that message. And that's where I should be right now. 
You know, right now, right now we're at home games. So I got last change. It's not the fans. It's the matchup. It's, it's the responsibility. It, it, it is, you know, that's fun when you play at home because it gives you a tremendous amount of control as far as the coach. Okay, so let me ask you this, um, or let me tell you this first. Um, I, I told Paul, I said, you know, I really am impressed with our four uh, independent teams because I thought that they've all performed very, very well considering the circumstances. So I said, you know what? The last stretch of the season, Paul, how about if we do a College Hockey West Independent Cup and we keep track of just uh, these last few games and we see how competitive things are because I know how competitive you are. I know how, how competitive all four of our coaches are in our, in our coverage area. So we're going to do a little thing here. Where we're going to follow you guys all the way to the end of the season and see who puts up the best winning percentage. And uh, Eric Largan and his, his Nanooks took care of Arizona State last weekend. So, so they jumped out ahead of anybody. It doesn't matter how many games you have left. It depends on your winning percentage. So um, what do you think? Can you guys go take care of Arizona State and uh, Fairbanks and Anchorage? Well, gee, coach, would you like to win? I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, I want to. I want to beat Stonehill. I want. I want to. You know, we're, New Year's Eve. I think was our last game that we won in Vermont. That's a long time ago. Prior to that was early November. Every team gets better. Like everybody gets better. Um, so to think that they're easier as far as potential rankings go. There's there's never an easy game. The Stone Hill becomes a surprise because only well Long Island played them last weekend, yeah. but it's only us in Long Island that are playing them. So it, it's a, I, it was an unknown to me even as late this past summer. Okay, and I'm sure they could. I'm sure people in the hockey world can say I've never heard of Lindenwood. Well, I can say I've never heard of Stone Hill. Well. Um, <laughs> I've heard of Long Island. Yeah. I knew what Long Island's schedule was like for the previous two years. That is a really good hockey team, like a really good hockey team. And their coaching staff is very classy. So I like Long Island. Um, I don't want to make a trip to the ocean every year. <laughs> you know, so it's one thing on Long Island. But now we're going to go Alaska. And uh, so, like uncle. <laughs> wow. So let me ask uh, you this, Rick. Back in your playing days at North Dakota, did you ever go to Alaska? We did. They used to have the Great Alaskan Shootout. Yeah, that's what I thought. Great that's Alaskan thought. Shootout was in Anchorage, and there was only one team uh, uh, playing. Fair, Fairbanks didn't have anything. Um, that was extremely enjoyable uh, for me. As a matter of fact, I'm a fairly social person, and it gave me the opportunity to meet a couple individuals, two different individuals, not from the lower 48. And uh, I used to go there and salmon fish during summer solstice. So, you know, I, I tried to time it right on the Kenai River to fish uh, kings. And I was usually too early, but, you know, it's making friends. Again, it gave me an opportunity to meet somebody and do something that I probably will never get back to do. So it was a great Alaskan shootout at that time. And, and that time, um, I believe they had an Olympic size rink. 
And I don't, yep. I don't know if anybody had Olympic sheets when I was playing. I was trying to think of the Broadmoor and CC. I don't know if that was Olympic or not. Yeah, I think that was. Um, uh, what now? It might this might have been too early, but um, wasn't one of the Alaska teams in in the WCHA? I, I think they had a crack at it twice, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I, I think they they had that opportunity twice. It is, it's it's so far away. I know. Um, it's and and I feel for them, and and fortunately for them, they're both attached at the hip, Fairbanks, Anchorage, um, to to have me talk about um, the challenge of traveling a lot. Man, they do it all the time. <laughs> You know, yeah. By the I, way, Coach Larkin is coming on tomorrow, and he's flying tomorrow from from Fairbanks to Long Island, and he's going to join us from Long Island. So, yeah, you talk oh, about travel. That's got to be a heck of a trip. Oh my! No, travel nowadays is not the way it used to be. I mean, ugh. I think I told you when we went to North Dakota, we we flew. Well, the week before our flights got canceled, yeah. then we ended up getting flights. We we flew from. St. Louis to Dallas, Dallas to Fargo, and bus up from Fargo. I go, well, that don't make a whole lot of sense. We could have flew to Minneapolis and, you know, bus from there. But uh, it's challenging nowadays. You, you know, you're dealing with, well, we travel with, I think, 30, 31. Um, so it's challenging. Well, I just know that uh, the, 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 a league broke up because they didn't want to do the travel there. And, oh, no. and well, maybe I, maybe I have it slightly off base, but, um, you know, somebody's got to, this is just me. And, 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 you know, somebody's got to look out and, and say, we got to make sure these guys stick around. Now, I don't know how that gets done, but, but the, the college hockey world has to you know, make sure that those two teams are by the time, you know, there, there's Pac-10 uh, schools, very prominent schools that have other good sports teams uh, that have a tremendous amount of revenue due to the other sports teams. Yeah. Um, that proximity is good. Uh, yeah. Simon Frazier, uh, we, we've talked to them a lot. That's a very good CIS program. Um, you know, it's what's challenging with our independence. We're not all in one area. Right. Okay? So... When you have five or four, whatever we, and then if one gets attached to a league, then your five are gone. Right. You know, so um, I've been in those conversations. As a matter of fact, uh, Eric's the one that usually spearheads all of it uh, and has put a considerable amount of time into the independence. Um, we're just we're, we're, we're we're still on the bottom of this. Division one college hockey thing, and right. um, every day we got to prove ourselves. So, so right. I, I, I have to ask this question since you brought it up, okay? Um, and and you you know you said you talked to them. Uh, it is totally bizarre to me that the only Canadian school in the NCAA doesn't have hockey. At the NCAA level, that makes no sense to me. Has anybody ever said to you why that is? No. 
Okay. No. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's a topic that I can't. It's a topic that I can't carry. <laughs> I just I don't understand it, but that's just me. Okay. Well, I can tell you. So I had 14 years in the ACHA. That's a topic right. I can carry. I'm a big proponent <laughs> of the ACHA. Right. But if you want to talk about these knuckleheads that are playing a tournament in Boston, I don't know how many teams in the top 20 Division One are from out east. So I still hear about how much a hotel room is in Boston. And at the ACHA level, you lose, you're gone. Like, you might as well go to the casino and play black or red. <laughs> like, it, it just doesn't it. make sense. Uh, okay, so final one for me is when I look at your schedule, what's left, Stonehill, obviously, this weekend, and then Arizona State, and all of these uh, remaining ones would be on the road. Arizona State, then USA Development Team, um, and then Fairbanks, and then Anchorage. So part one of that is I'm guessing you're staying in Alaska. Uh, Correct. That okay. So that's that's out of the way. But how do you prepare for uh, the USA development team in between your NCAA teams? Because they're kind of a different animal, aren't they? Oh, it's phenomenal talent. <laughs> don't don't work. Don't look at the date of birth. Look at the skill level there. <laughs> right. Like no, it's it's amazing. What are they? They got ten guys in their first rounders whatever they got you know what i mean like it, it's it's high-end skill yeah. so the facilities that they have there in plymouth is, is ridiculous it's 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 a pro factory they've done a fine job for years through usa hockey and i mean i'm aware of their scores you know but right now stonehill is on my focus um believe it or not a lot of my acquaintances are talking about Arizona State because who wouldn't want to go there in February? So <laughs> I stayed there all winter, coach. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a perfect time to be there, you know. Um, and then we go, then we go uh, to Ann Arbor uh, for the program. So we have we have really high profile games at, at Arizona State. So when you have that talent, um, you have NHL draft picks, you have um, you know, NHL team that plays there, uh, those are what, what I would consider high priority uh, for me and my players uh, because of the visibility. So my players all, and I want them to, to have promise to maybe earn a living. Well, these NHL teams are there to watch their picks, and it becomes an opportunity that maybe you go on somebody's radar. When you go to Plymouth, it's no different. You've got all the NHL teams there. So it doesn't matter what weekend you're playing the program. Everybody's there watching. So those are high-profile high games for my players. Uh, to go out to Alaska, I don't know who's out there. You know, I, I know the Blues used to have. Uh, one of their minor league affiliates out there, but I don't know who travels uh, that much. I haven't been there, so I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Um, well, one thing we do know is you'll get a chance to play spoiler. Well, every time we go to play, yeah, Paul, we're <laughs> spoiler everybody that we play because they're everybody's supposed to beat us. Okay, so it becomes very challenging. When you're scheduling games as an independent, people that have husba, some cojones 
say hockey's hockey, may the best team win. I got news for you. When we go to Tempe, those games are major, major important to Arizona State. Major. Yeah, I know. No different when we're up at North Dakota. We would have taken a game from there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, um, that's the case every place that we're, we're, we're at. And I was offended when I was asked months ago, would you coach the same way, even though that you're playing on house money? I go, I'm offended by that. Every game means something to every one of my players, to me, my staff, and the university. They all mean something. Sure. And when you're only realistically remembered for your last game, you better take the first one and give it all the attention that you can. So in college hockey, it's, it's Friday. You're not even looking at Saturday, you know. I mean, as coaches, you, you're projecting your lineups, you're projecting your goalies, you know, you're doing practice shot counts on the, on the goalies and, and that type of thing. Um, but I, I, speaking of goalies, I mean, I've got, and fortunately enough, I've got uh, two fifth-year goalies that rounded out our, our tandem, and they all have aspirations to play pro. So I wouldn't say it's my best goaltender, but I take that into consideration because I got to give them those high-profile games. So at the expense of losing, no, they're still very good and gave us a great opportunity. Um, you know, the, the lineup is just not a Ouija board. They're, you know, it's <clears throat> it's no different than Stonehill. Stonehill. Now here's a game that we're supposed to win. Okay, yeah. we're supposed to win that. Does that mean that that uh, I rest my guys that have an abundance of ice? Does it does it mean that? No, I I get the lineup right to give us the best opportunity to win. And unfortunately, for me to say it's a major business when you're running close to a $2 million budget, I'm in charge of the assets. And it's result-driven, and it's all about the wins. Always. It always is. It all, and so when you get mommies and you you get uh, players that haven't had the ice time or opportunities to play, um, I have to be callous and put my heart on the shelf. I mean, it's all about the wins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good it. stuff, Coach. Um, we appreciate you spending some time with us. I'll see you in about, what, 10 days or so? You, you guys will be out here, what, the 16th, I suppose, the day before you're – yeah, we're probably going in on a Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I'll catch up with you, and we'll watch you uh, in a high-profile series against Arizona State on the 17th mm -hmm. and 18th. Good luck this weekend against Stonehill, and uh, post a couple Ws to uh, to get a little momentum built for this uh, final stretch of eight games. I appreciate your time. It's great talking hockey with you guys, Scott. Paul, have a good night. You too, Coach. All right. That's the head coach from Lindenwood University, Rick Zombo, joining us. Paul and I will be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, 
wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness. CollegeHockeyInc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It is Monday night, which means it is analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you today from beautiful Maricopa, Arizona. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, uh, every time we have Coach Zombo on, uh, the insight is just absolutely incredible. It gets, uh, you know, some of the things he tells us again, and maybe it's just to bash it into our heads or my head, but um, the one of the things that I keep forgetting, and shame on me for doing it, is the fact that he talks about high-profile games, and even though this team is a startup program first year, there are still guys here that have aspirations of playing further, and I thought he did a really good job, again, of articulating the fact that, um, you know, he has a responsibility to help these guys get to the next level, right. whatever that may be. 
and playing at a place like Arizona State. And you and I have talked about it. It was uh, it was a bummer that the NHL had to come in there, but he's not looking at it that way. He's looking at it like, hey, this is this is a spot for our guys to showcase themselves in a high-profile environment, a lot like going to uh, Plymouth, Michigan. Well, listen, I mean, it's because we also tend to uh, pigeonhole the next level is the NHL. Yeah, correct. Correct. Okay. Um, and we forget that, you know, if you're a good hockey player, you can make some money playing in the various European leagues and can do so for a long time if you're a good enough player. And let's not forget about what we have right here in the United States. We have the ECHL and the uh, USA or the uh, AHL. Well, right, but like I said, we tend to 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 focus on everything being NHL related, and so we, you know, you you forget about it sometimes. Yeah, I hear. It. I just think he does a great job of explaining that oh, yeah. and, and putting together um, what he's doing with his team and how they want to perform. And um, you know, I, I set him up honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I made wow. him talk about uh, these games coming up. I know he's focused on Stonehill, but when we don't have him on, you know, on a weekly basis, uh, I just kind of, kind of wanted to touch base with him and see how he's preparing for this. And I knew what I was going to get out of him. It was going to be like, Hey, we're going in to win every single game. And we, we think we can beat Arizona state. We think we can beat the, uh, the program as he likes to call them. Uh, he, you know, he thinks he can beat Fairbanks, and uh, he thinks he can beat Anchorage. So um, the uh, College Hockey so. West Independent Cup is going to be fun coming down the stretch. Well, it, it is going to be fun. Uh, you know, we get to see, you know, games where, um, you know, th- these are tests. Whether people want to admit it or not, these are tests for everybody for different reasons. But these are definitely tests. And, you know, even this weekend for 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 Lindenwood, uh, they're playing a team that, like you said, they should beat. And when you haven't played those teams all year and, you know, you get to play at home, you know, because we know that their schedule was kind of kind of wonky and kind of, you know, kind of uh, quirky because of the late announcement you know and, and you know we're i'm pretty sure they'll get more home games next year well he's already uh, said that they'll definitely yeah. have so more um you know so this this is a big weekend for different reasons just like next week it'll be a big weekend for different reasons and and so forth and so on and now you really put the pressure on by by putting a trophy on the line <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did. I applied the pressure like yeah, nobody's yeah, business. Yeah. And, and by <laughs> and the way, um, uh, just uh, if you are in that St. Louis area, and, and I'll just throw this out there because, uh, um, you know, we ran out of time because we always run out of time when it comes to talking to coach. Um, if you're a uh, in the St. Louis area, they have a fundraiser going on next week. Um, at a, at uh, at a restaurant in St. Louis, a, a a fundraiser where they're going to have Coach Zombo and the coach of the former Division One team in St. Louis, the St. Louis Billikens, Bill Selman. Um, 
to, to have a good night of college hockey at a restaurant called uh, Oliva on the Hill. All um, right. You know, I haven't been there, obviously, because I don't think I've, I've only driven past <laughs> St. Louis, but. Um, I haven't been it, there either, and I've actually been to St. Louis a few times. Right. Um, <laughs> maybe Stephen the, Marsh has been there. He spent maybe. You know, seven, eight, ten days there last last spring. Right. Now, I, I know the, 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 the people involved at that restaurant are big hockey supporters and you know if if it's if if you can do it you know the 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 tickets are tax deductible so uh call the restaurant and find out what's going on if you have the the means to do so um if you like to hear stories i guarantee you there'll be a ton of them there that (laughs) night absolutely okay so um that's monday night by the way next monday yeah so we got through the super 16 we'll post that online as well so people can see uh, that um, I liked it. I thought you did a great job with it again, um, putting teams in the right places. Um, you know, sometimes you got to use your eyeballs. I'm not going to go into that because we're about out of time. We got about two minutes left. But anyway, I'll just say that the um, uh, the Super 16 was fantastic again. And I think the closer we get to uh, uh, National Tournament uh, Selection Day, um, I think things are going to pair out pretty well. So uh, we'll follow that along. Um, tomorrow night, um, we will talk a little more detail with Eric Largan as he comes on the head coach from Alaska Fairbanks. And we'll find out what's going through his head, uh, as he tries to bring this team to the finish line, so to speak, and get them in the national tournament. It'll probably be my friend. It'll probably be (laughs) jet lag from the summer skate studios. (laughs) Analytics and eyeballs been brought to you by summer skates with these blades or wheels, Uh, blades or wheels. Listen to me. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHAM1 champions and champions every day at the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, nobody knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey and lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration for schedule and ticket information, go to OUHockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car to fit your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wing sidekicks and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, rate, and review ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Help people find the show. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done. About 35,500 plus 
uh, building on the download. So continue to download and listen to the show. And we'll try to provide you with some great content. Tomorrow night, I'm sure, will be no different with Coach Eric Largan scheduled to join us from the University of Alaska at Fairbanks. Um, Paul, great job. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Talk to you tomorrow night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.